Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz win their eighth of their last nine with a blowout win of the Detroit Pistons. All done in the second half. After trailing by one at the half, the Jazz win at 104-81. We're here to talk about it on Postcast. Postcast is brought to you by the store at 6200 South and 20th East, where in the old days you got to see young bowler jacks help elderly people out to their car with their with their groceries. Yeah. And you can also stop by the Gateway Edition at right by the Children's Museum. The Jazz win it tonight by the final score of 104-81. Ron Boone, what are your thoughts? My thoughts is the zone uh, and, and the effect that it's having on some teams right now and, and the effect that it had on the Jazz, especially in that first half. Only 11 three-point shot attempts. They ended up getting, what, 15 in the second half, which tells me that they're finding a way to solve something like the zone. So my, I was impressed with the way the Jazz were able to solve it and get it done in the second half. Well, the Jazz did. There was a bizarre zone defense, frankly. It was very spread out, and it was kind of a new age zone in the sense that its objective was to take away the threes and then have Drummond at the rim, and it allowed you to get into the mid-range without any difficulty at all. But then the Jazz figured out a way really – to leave Andre Drummond in no man's land where the ball can he either had to go to the ball handler or go to Gobert. Yeah, and, and that really made the difference. You, you, have to, you know, Quinn's very smart, uh, and, and he has some pretty good people around him as far as his assistant coaches are concerned, and they just figured it out. And, and once you get into the locker room in halftime, you get to put it on paper or on the board where, the, where players can see through video and all that kind of things. Now you get to the point where you understand and, and you get the job done. Excellent job uh, shooting the basketball, a couple of transition threes in, uh, early in that third quarter, and everything is fell into place. Andy Hermita, who's one of our long time on with us every night, follows us and kind of speaks our language, says, feels like Clarkson has given us 240 minutes of basketball. <laughs> and he does. The point is, I, we just were not getting 200, 240 minutes is 48 times five. We were not getting 48 minutes out of every position. There is an energy pickup that has happened since we left Miami, whether it was a shell shock of, hey, by the way, in one day we're going to trade a guy, cut a guy, and bench a guy, which is what the Jazz basically did with Ed Davis, Jeff Green, and Dante Exum in reverse order, or whether it's just the presence of Jordan Clarkson and the speed he's playing at, there does seem to be an energy uplift on this team. I think all of it. I, I, I really do. I, I just think that the, the the way the Jazz were playing, even before that Miami game, they were playing well. And then they played the Miami. He probably felt that, the, you know, a couple of bounces there could have won the basketball game. But And then Jordan comes here, and he has that player coming off the bench that we've talked about all season long. We, we, we didn't have that guy that, that – could come in and, and, and have a big night or just make some things happen out there on the floor. And, and, and Quinn, is, they really found something. You know, he comes in, he's thinking, he's, he's thinking shoot the basketball. Now, question, well, I don't know about his defense. We got to, you know, obviously he's going to fit in with that because Quinn is very good at, at, you know, putting together a team defense. I was talking to a scout in the NBA about Clarkson. I always have great respect for the scouts in this league and love to talk with them about players because they these guys job is they go out and watch literally games every night around the league and they know every player except for the guys on their own team so if you're like talking to a minnesota Timberwolves scout asking about any team but minnesota he watches everyone else and i asked about clarkson and the comment kind of you know in vernacular was basically hey 
he's a ball hog who puts the ball in the bucket. And if you expect anything else, then that's your fault. And, you know, I think it's harsh to call him a ball hog, but the point is, like, he's not coming in to pass. He's coming in to score, and it adds an element to who we are. And it's going to, over time, that's going to, he's got to figure out whether he does pass or not a little bit more than he does. We'll see. But that is exactly who he is. And the scout's point was, he's that, he does that well. If you want something else, then you have a problem. If you want that, he's going to be terrific for you. He's been terrific for three years. And if you try to change him, that that takes away his his, his aggressiveness. And I totally agree with the scouts. Um, And he's come to a team, I I think, and he has to be just giddy as heck because uh, Quinn's going to let him go. I mean, I, I just think that. Uh, anytime, what did he get tonight? As far as minutes gets concerned, he ended up getting 26 minutes, and I think 22 minutes of ball game is probably what you're going to see out of him. Uh, I don't know whose minutes he's going to get, but those minutes are going to be his. That's well, Mike sure. Conley's coming back at some point, and yes. we have to figure out where he's getting shots and he's getting minutes. So uh, there are still some pieces to this. All right, very full lines again. By the way, thank you so much. After the Clipper game, which was I think a Saturday night, I don't even know days of the week right now. Uh, you, we just shattered every record imaginable on the show. We had the most listeners at one time. We had the most total listeners. Postcast just blew up, so thank you very much uh, for all of that. We need better minutes at Backup Center, says Jadzi. You were something of the sort on our Facebook. We're live on Locked On Live on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. We're also live on Locked On Sports on Facebook and on Periscope. That's coming from our Facebook account. What do we do about the Backup Center minutes? Well, I think right now... We need to give Bradley a few more games uh, to the point where he, I just think he needs minutes, you know, okay? Minutes is going to help him, and then we'll be able to see. Let's give him to the, what What do you think, January? The month of I January before the All-Star break or something like that? No one has told me this, but I do think that's exactly what's going on. Let's let Tony have a run for a while and see what he's capable of doing. It. it it has some implications on, on how you view this team and how you look at it. Like, there's some, so let's give Tony a chance. Right now, he's only sort of passing, quite honestly. The foul problem is real. He's got a fa- Joe Ingles said it today. And shoot around. Tony's great. He's making a lot of progress. He's got a foul less, yeah. and he really does. Yeah, let me add to that as well. So you, you'll get to the point where things have to change as far as how you approach the game when he's in the lineup, when he's in the ball game, because of his inability to defend out on the perimeter. So things when he's in the ball game will have to be different, just like the, they were doing with with Moutier. Uh, things were different when he was in the ball game as far as deep uh, offensively. I just think if they they got to give him a shot, and then you'll know. So I think maybe this next month, January, and, and see what's happening. Final thing on this one before we kind of wrap this one up quickly. I think that's most important that we got to talk about. There was a little personal battle going on between Rudy Gobert and Andre oh, Drummond that made yeah. a fairly boring night. Interesting. What were your thoughts on that battle? I, I enjoyed it because Rudy didn't back down. I mean, they were slapping each other in the face, you know, uh, blocking shots. And, and Rudy accepts the challenge. You know what he's like when he comes to accepting challenges, especially with guys that are like Drummond leads the league in rebounding. Rudy's third. You know, does Rudy want to lead the league in rebounding? So, you know, that challenge is definitely there. There might have been a little moment of bonding tonight. I don't, we don't know entirely, but these, I'm going to share the facts. You decide what you think of them. On about the fourth play of the game, Andre Drummond was running up the floor. Royce O'Neal kind of cut in front of him. Andre Drummond took a forearm in the back of Royce O'Neal and just blasted him. The ball was 30 feet ahead. The next time down, going for a rebound, Rudy Gobert's elbow hit Andre Drummond in the face. 
You decide on your own whether that was a coincidence or not. Protect but if, your teammate, baby. But if it was protect your teammate, it was kind of cool. That is Postcast. Have a great night.